0: Welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Hello there. I hope you're having a better than good day today. This is Blake Lindsay, back again this week on Zig Ziggler's Inspire Podcast. Welcome. I am excited today to share more of what Mr. Ziggler has to say about the power of words. Last week, if you listened to the podcast, you'll remember that I challenged you to pay close attention to what you say to others. Today, we are going to continue that theme as we listen to Mr. Ziggler.
1: What difference do words and attitudes make? I was 25 years old. I was the youngest divisional supervisor in the 66 year history of a very large cookware company. When I was promoted, I immediately encountered difficulty. Now in direct sales, the field manager is the key because they're in daily contact with the troops, they do the weekly sales meeting, they do all of the training sessions, and I had four field managers. In that first month, one of them had a heart attack. One of them cut his big toe almost all the way off. He was in the hospital 20 days and on crutches for the next three months. The third one uh, had an integrity problem, and his people lost confidence in him, and they quit in droves. The fourth one had been promoted prematurely because there was no one else available. The fourth one had been promoted to take my place out of that organization, and a division that was going gangbusters one month was going kaput the next month. Some of my Friends started the rumor that the company was very unhappy with me because uh, I just couldn't cut the mustard, as we'd say in those days. I couldn't handle this bigger job, this bigger responsibility. Now, you're talking about a pity party. Old Zig had one, protracted one. Uh, you know, I was muttering, you know, it's not my fault. I didn't have anything to do with that. I, I didn't have anything to do with cutting the stove off. I didn't have anything to do with that inexperience. I didn't have anything to do with that integrity problem. I'm the good guy. Why are they trying to crucify me, you know? And business kept getting worse for some strange reason. Walking down the streets of Knoxville, Tennessee, I saw a book in the window. It's called... The Power of Positive Thinking, Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. I picked that sucker up. I said, boy, if anybody ever needs to be a positive thinker right now, anybody that needs help, boy, it is me. And I devoured that book, which Dr. Peale had taken the time to write expressly to me and for me. Every page, almost every paragraph, he said, now, Zig, now, Zig, <laughs> Zig, Zig, over and over. No, I was astonished that he had been able to personalize it to the degree that he had. And he agreed with me completely. He said, you're right. You're not responsible for that heart attack. You're not responsible for the integrity problem or the cutoff toe or the inexperience. You're not responsible for any of those things. But, Zig, you are responsible for you and your attitude. Now, quit your griping. Put your imagination to work. Start thinking. How can you capitalize on this? How can you make it an asset instead of a liability? I'm here to tell you there was a dramatic turnaround. Now, nothing had changed out there, but everything changed here. You see, the way you change others is, don't even try, you change you. The way you change your circumstances is change you. The way you do things better is become better yourself. That is the key. Now, what just happened was very simple. Chad Helmstetter says you can't change from a negative mindset to a positive mindset without changing from negative talking to positive talking. Now, to do that, you must change the input from negative to positive. Now, what we do is we generally extract the last major deposit in our thinking and in our attitudes and in our actions. For example, you will talk more about this morning, this week, than you'll talk about it for the next two years. The reading is very simple. You'll have a lot of other things. I'm speaking to the live audience now. The people who are listening to the tape, obviously, will hear this over and over and over, and you'll hear the other tapes over and over and over, uh, but this is what happens in our life. We simply recall the last deposit. Let me tell you again. Input determines your outlook. Your outlook determines your output, and your output determines your future. See, you can do something about your Input. Strangely enough, if I were to walk in your home with a pail of garbage and dump it on your living room floor, we'd have serious trouble fast. You'd either get your gun and say, now, Ziegler, you clean it up. And I'll bet I could, too. (laughs) Or you'd call the law and have me arrested, or you'd whoop up on me. Now, interestingly enough, we could clean it up with some good cleaner and remove all traces of it ever been there. But everything that goes in your mind is going to be there in some shape or form. You don't forget it. It just gets buried over a period of time. One of the things that will happen is you listen to this the 16 times we recommend and then periodically listen to it for the rest of your life is the fact that you will, over a period of time, become so conscious of what goes into your mind, you will catch yourself asking the question, well, now, if I read this, am I going to be better off or worse off? If I watch this particular television show or movie, am I really going to be more likely to get the things in life I want, or is it going to be a detriment to me? Yes, what goes in your mind is very, very important. And we have so much negatives. We call them stop lights when in reality they're go lights. They're put there to make traffic go. Uh, We have a wreck. Somebody says, call the wrecker when we need the tow truck. You've already had the wreck. Incredibly (laughs) enough. (laughs) Incredibly enough, they bring out a loaf of bread. And the average person uh, calls the first slice the end. Every loaf of bread I've ever seen in my life had two beginnings. Now, interestingly (laughs) enough, I challenge you, if you want to have fun, somebody wants direction. send them down to the go light. In a restaurant, uh, ask the uh, waiter or waitress, uh, you know, I'd like the beginning uh, slice of bread. And they're going to look at you like, uh, you know, like, now there's a weird individual. But I can guarantee you it will make a difference. The power of the word can be measured in so many cases in so many ways. A number of years ago, when the Dallas Times Herald was uh, in publication here in Dallas, There was an article concerning a study done at the University of Pittsburgh. Well, they called me and asked me what I thought about it. And I said, well, I think it's a valid study. They said, you mean you believe it's right? I said, absolutely. That study's been done half a dozen times. I don't know why they keep on doing it. Well, what the study showed was that tall men and women do better in the business world than do short men and women. That's what the study showed they said, do you believe that? Why, certainly I believe it because the data overwhelms it. And let me tell you why that is true. has nothing whatever to do uh, involving the distance between your heel and your head. I mean, now that, that's got nothing whatever to do with it. Has nothing to do with the size of the storage place because they basically are all about the same size. Has everything to do with what you put in it. Now you tell me if you're guilty of this. How many of you have in this live audience have ever been lost? I do not mean confused, but I mean you're in a strange neighborhood and you just flat or lost, okay? You know, Donald Boone never was lost, but he was confused once for about a week, okay? (laughs) Now you're lost. You don't know whether go north, south, east, or west, and you see some kids over there playing on the school ground or on the corner or in somebody's yard. And you drive over there or you walk over there and you ask a question. Now, here's my question to you. Which one of the kids do you ask the question? Biggest or tallest? Might be the dumbest kid in town. <laughs> Might be visiting there, might be an absolute, know nothing about how to get from here to there. But you ask the biggest and the tallest for one very simple reason, lifetime conditioning. How many times have you been guilty of this? Somebody introduces you to their child, and if the child is average or above average in height, you'll say, my, what a fine-looking young man. Or, my, what a fine-looking young woman. What about Shorty? Oh, isn't he cute? (laughs) Or isn't she cute, you know? Well, I've got a cute little dog at home. And you can have cute puppies. But let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen a cute university president? (laughs) Or a cute admiral or a cute general? Or a cute CEO of a major corporation? You don't relate greatness with cuteness. You just don't. But that word has been real in that. And so, when a small person, uh, you know, comes in, a short one, uh, many times that's our attitude towards them, and it permeates them over a period of time. I love what Oliver Wendell Holmes said: "Brilliant jurist, brilliant writer, brilliant scientist." Somebody asked him one time, "He's five feet tall, Judge Holmes." How does it feel to be small in a society where men and women both are taller and bigger than you are? He had a great sense of humor and a lot of wisdom when he said, I feel kind of like a dime must feel when thrown in with a bunch of nickels. Half as big worth twice as much. Now, what am I getting at? I'm getting about an attitude. I'm getting at the fact that words, yes, they really do make a difference. Now, in the make-believe world, television and Hollywood, profanity and vulgarity might be in, but not in the real world I've never heard of a young girl going home and saying, Dad, you gotta let me go out with this fella. I'm telling you, he's got the filthiest mouth I have (laughs) ever heard in my life. I've never heard of a director of personnel going to the president and saying, I wanna hire this person right here. I mean, listen, he can tell the most filthy jokes, the dirtiest joke you've ever heard. I mean, he will have an impact on our company. Let me tell you the reality. I've never heard of anybody advancing because of foul, filthy language. I've heard a lot of them who never had a chance to get ahead because of it. A number of years ago, one of the major uh, companies in America, I'd spoken with them a couple of years, and they asked me who I would recommend for next year. Well, obviously, I recommended me again. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, they wanted my best recommendation, so, I mean, you've got to be realistic about it. Well, anyhow, they said, no, I said, come on, man, we've, ha- we've had you several times now, and you always do a great job for us. But tell us, somebody, I suggested uh, a fella who happened to be a, a friend of mine, and uh, they said, well, does he have any tapes? I said, yes, he does. They said, well, tell him to send us a couple and let us listen to him." He sent them the tapes and then they called him and told him they could not use him. And he obviously wanted to know why. And they said, well, you got a couple of stories in there that just won't fit in our organization. He said, that's no problem. He said, I'll just take those stories out. They looked at him or said to him on the telephone, we were really looking for someone who had never put the stories in there in the first place. See, your language, your language is dramatically important. That's the reason we talk about it so much. Suppose a parent were to say, you keep performing like that and someday you'll be the president of your own company. You keep studying like that and someday you'll win a college scholarship. You keep treating people like that and you'll have friends everywhere. I believe that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, is the proper use of the language itself, using things that really do make a difference in people's life.
0: What you say makes a difference, not only to others, but yourself as well. Go out this week determined to make a positive difference in someone's life. Not only will someone benefit from your words of encouragement, but you will be the better for it too. Remember the first time you heard Zig and how his words of wisdom had such a positive impact on your personal, family, and business life? Wouldn't it be awesome if every soldier, I'm talking airman, marine, sailor, and coastie serving our country, could have unlimited access to all of Zig's audio and video material anytime anywhere? With your help, this dream is indeed possible. For less than $15, you and Zig will impact the lives of our military members and their families around the world by giving them complete access to the new online Zigler Vault. The Zigler Vault is the online library of all of Zig's greatest audio and video programs including his most famous bestsellers as well as his all-time classics. If Zig's message of hope and encouragement has made a positive difference in your life, now you can help change the lives of 15 American military members when you subscribe to the Zigler Vault. To learn more about how you can encourage our military, please go to Ziegler.com or you can call me Blake Lindsay. Here's my number 972-383-3268. Please do it now. I'm Blake Lindsay, encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Sigler. Sigler. Inspiring true performance.